With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Good evening, everyone. I uh, wanted to um, first apologies for the switch in the um, date for our show, but um very excited to talk about friendship today in the spirit of seeing the movie Girls' Night. I, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was a great movie. Some scenes not so funny, but I was able to relate to the bonding of the four girls and how they were each so different, and I, it just made me think about me and my friends, and I honestly left the theater. I had a little bit of tears in my eyes because it just brought back a whole flood of memories of all the good times that I've had with my friends from childhood and college and friends that I've met along the way in my professional career and it's just really a special relationship to have and I wanted to explore it a little bit more because a lot of women I've learned along the way don't have good friends and I just wanted to talk about that why that may be and Maybe what values do you hold on friendship? What do you expect from your friends? Um, how do you hold them accountable? How do you end a friendship? So those are some of the things I wanted to explore tonight, and I was hoping we could get a couple of people to call in to talk about what their friendship, friendships, you know, how they, I don't know, increase their life or make their life better and, you know, how do they manage their friends or how do they even determine if someone is a real friend. So I want to jump right in and open up the line to the callers. I have about three callers here, and then I just want to kind of ask questions about friendships and what it means as a woman to have a true friend. So I'm going to open up the line. I know who this is. This is my grade school friend, Miss Jillian here. <laughs> Jillian. Hey. Hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? I know me? that number. <laughs> hey, babe. How are you? How are you? And I know this next number, I'm going to open up the line to Miss Risa here, my dear friend that I met in 2000, I think, seven. Let me see, Risa? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, how are Hi, you? Hi, good evening. Thank you, ladies, for calling in so much, so much. I want to introduce my friend Jillian. So Jillian and I met in sixth grade, I think. But we really weren't That's friends right. then. We were in different yeah. classes, but I knew of her. And I would think that we grew to become friends in high school. Yeah. Maybe around the eighth grade, grade, seven or eighth grade. Eighth Needless grade, to say, yeah. you know, like normal friendships, we lost contact for a little bit and maybe even had some unspoken, I don't know, disagreements that we never even talked about and we just lost contact for a couple of years and then something happened in my life and it pulled Jillian back into my life she reached out to me and I'm I'm actually getting ready to cry just thinking about it because um I think that that's the true definition of a friend they're not always there you don't have to talk to them every day but when you need them I think there's a stirring in your soul that says my friend needs me or I need to call her. So right. we've been friends for <laughs> how long, Jillian? Uh, mm. <laughs> let's see. I would say um, 50, 50, almost 30, over 30 years. Yep. Yeah, Definitely over right. 30 years. And our mothers are friends. And they were friends, and they had their time when they were hanging out with one another another doing high school. And Jillian's mom watched my son after I had Malcolm. You know, she babysat my son. And I still keep in contact with Hilda, Jillian's mom. And um, I just wanted to say thank you, Jillian, for being my friend. And um, 
you really have been a true friend to me, and I value and appreciate that. And to my friend Risa, Risa, we met at uh, when I got into real estate. I want to say 2007, Risa. Uh, 2000. Yeah, I guess six. Yeah, 2006, 2007, eight. Yeah. But Risa is my friend in the sense that she's the older sister that I never had, (laughs) and she has shared her wisdom with me. She has helped me emotionally, financially at times. She's just always been there. Her son is a mentor to my son, Dr. Rashad Dupree. (laughs) And I'm just really glad that, um, you know, life kind of put us together because I, as an only child in my home growing up as an only child, and I had friends, but I never really had that older sister to draw that wisdom from. And so that's mm-hmm. the part that Risa plays in my life. She is like my big sister. And um, <laughs> with both of these ladies, I can say that I can say almost anything to them, and they can say almost anything to me. And the reason why I consider them a friend is just because of that, because I'm allowed to be myself. There's no jealousy. There's no envy between us. And everything is just natural. And I know one thing about my friends, because I believe I choose such noble women, such decent women, even if my friends don't know one another or didn't come up with one another, I could bring all of my friends in the same room and we would be able to get along because I know how to pick my friends. And the qualities that I look for in a friend is just that realness. Uh, They have Mm -hmm. to be compassionate. They just have to have a sense of loyalty and a good sense of right and wrong, just a good sense of right Right. and wrong and Mm -hmm. strong. I don't have weak friends. That's another thing I notice. All of my friends, they get through their struggle. I don't have a lot of friends that, oh, I don't know what to do, I don't know, or lay down and never get up. Like, none of my friends are like that. If I had to worry about anything with my friends coming together is that the room is going to be loud because people are going to say what they have to say. Um, None of my friends are too shy when it comes to the vocal abilities. Everyone says what they have to say. So I would like to open the floor to... Uh, the senior first, my senior friend, Ms. Risa, what do you consider, how important is female friendships in your life? Well, um, it's kind of cyclical, I believe, when I was younger, as I believe a lot of us think when we're younger, that, you know, the more friends you have, the more popular you are, you know, the better off you are. And as we get older, you know, the natural progression of wisdom, you know, you realize that, you know, friendship really isn't about the numbers. It's about the quality. It's about inviting people in your life who have um, the like value system that you have. Um, So, you know, it's always been important to me being that I'm the only girl in my family and, um, living in Woodbridge Township where, since I was eight years old, where it was less than 1% black, you know, you know, friendships were really important. I mean, there weren't a great deal of African Americans or people of color in this town at that time. So, and our really black area consisted of like five streets and that was it. So I was a baby boomer. So there were a lot of kids back then. It was at least three children per household. So we had some good times here, you know, but I can honestly say, I mean, I could count on two fingers, very close friends that I grew up with that I'm still friends with, both of which, you know, live in different states now. But as I grew older and traveled and lived elsewhere as well, I managed to meet some really, really wonderful people whose value systems and priorities mirrored my own. So, um, and they live in other states as well. So, you know, a lot of my real closest friends, they live in other states. But um, just thank God that I'm kind of like semi-retired where I work from home as a writing consultant. So I'm able to travel, you know, and go anywhere at a moment's notice for two and three weeks at a time if I wanted to. 
So that's good. But friendships are really important, especially being an only daughter and, and, you know, growing up. And just when times are down, you know, you really need somebody to talk to and understand. My mom and I are very close, but there are just some things you don't want to discuss with your mom. You know, you just want to discuss it with a good old down-home girlfriend who can hold your confidence and really help you, you know, walk you through whatever the storm is. Yep. Okay. Thank you yes. very much. I, I want to thank a, you like, also for. I just wanted to thank you also for being a part of my life, you and Malcolm. You know, I believe you have enhanced my life as well, and I just wanted to say that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And you know, I love you too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I want to open up mm-hmm. the um, floor to a couple of more callers. We have three more people on hold. I was hoping we could get everyone on the phone, but I didn't want everyone to start speaking at the same time. So let's see how well I can manage this. Hold on one minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, caller at, uh, did she just, well, she just hung up. Okay, so the next caller at 215-380. Are you still here? Uh, please chime in. This is Nicole. <laughs> hey, Nicole. Can you hear me? How are you? Thank you for calling in. And let me just open up this last one. Let's see who this is. And caller two zero one seven zero nine. Hi, Tom. This is Dana. Hi, Dana. <laughs> I thought you were going to be Hi, busy lady. tonight. Well, we we okay. just got home, and as soon as we walked in, I called in. Okay, and two zero one three eight eight. It's me, Antoinette. Okay, all right. So let me lay the groundwork right here, Antoinette and Dana are my friends from college. So that would mean we have been probably friends how long, Antoinette? Yeah, well, we um, met through um, 1987. Close to 30. So (laughs) when I pledged, I met Antoinette, and then Antoinette brought me into her fold with Dana and her sister, Tiffany, and then I met Lisa, and then Shirley. Well, I knew Shirley from Alexander, but it from Dana we met Sharon and it just kind of like opened up and yeah. We kind of, like we're each other's our children, they're we're each other's children's godparents. Like it just stayed in the circle. And Dana, let me ask you a question. What do you think is the secret to long-lasting friendships? How oh, um Patience, forgiveness, empathy, uh, unconditional love. Um, we all, in our own little special way, truly love each other. We love God, um, and I think that also helps us stay grounded. And it's always a pleasure, you know, watching our family grow, the kids growing up, moving on to college, and just long-lasting friendship, again, unconditional love that no bond or no person will ever break. I can agree with that. Answer that. What do you think the secret to good friendships are? Um, I think accepting each other for who they are, um, knowing their strengths, their weaknesses, and being okay with it, you know. The things happen sometimes, and like Dana said, forgiveness, uh, patience, tolerance, and just when you have that bond with one another, like you and I, our bond is a little different because when you yeah. play the sorority, you learn to become sisters. So we learn that way, by that closeness. So our bond is, is no matter what we go through, we're always going to come back. <laughs> To one another as sisters is like forgive and let go. So a lot, of, which is um, a lot of people haven't haven't been through that experience. So until you uh, pledge a sorority, then you learn to accept um, shortcomings and learn each other's shortcomings, learn each other's strengths, weaknesses. That's why I uh, emphasize strengths and weaknesses because you know what the good is in that person, and then you know what the the bad is, and then you just take it with a grain of salt and accept it. Like, okay, that's who that person is, but I still love them, and they're still a good person. They're still my friend. I know whatever I need, whatever I need to talk about, we can do that without being judgmental, without taking it too personal and 
just saying, oh, I never want to deal with this person ever again or whatever the case may be. So when you have that bond, and as Dana mentioned, that unconditional love, you just go through it. And before you know it, that year turns into five, ten, like us, is what, 30, we celebrated, what, 30 years this year of being in a sorority. So that's 30 years of friendship right there. <laughs> right. And and not all friendships uh, are meant to last. I believe there are seasons for friendships. People right. come in and out mm-hmm. of our life. You know, I think when it's time for us to learn a lesson, you know, whatever life lesson that is, you know, I, I think that's another reason for seasons with friendships. Right. But something I always wanted to explore that I thought was interesting was women who don't have female friends. Now, mm-hmm. just my opinion, and then I'm going to open up the, you know, the floor to each one of you. I am kind of leery when I see females that don't have other close female friends because mm-hmm. I don't mean to be judgmental, but there's something about being a woman and being able to connect to another woman outside of your family. There's something about the character of a woman who can expose herself and make herself vulnerable and then make herself available to another human being that's special to me. So when I see women who don't have other female friends, um, I'm not too sure about their character. But I want to open up the line to call her 862218. 862218. Sure, Delia, go right ahead. Oh, no, this is Nicole. I wanted to say something about that, but I never got Go ahead, Nicole. Go ahead. Oh, I'm one of the females that you're talking about. <laughs> Don't ask me close female friends. I think it's because, like, the, the relationship with my mother is so damaged. It's like, um... I feel like that so many people want me to heal. Like, because I heal everyone else, they want me to heal her so bad. But it's like sometimes the damage is so bad that you just had to walk away to save your own self. So it's like I, I deal with women all the time, like in sisterhoods and groups and everything like that. And nothing ever goes wrong with it. i just never been able to keep someone that close to me because it, feel, it feels like a bunch of pressure to me. Like the closer you get, it feels like more pressure to me. It's not because I don't See, And this is why I said it's, it's different when you have close friends because that means you – you are able to make yourself vulnerable. So when right, I hear you I say you, you don't have that, that means you're just not comfortable with that level of vulnerability. Would that, would that be correct, Nicole? Well, I wouldn't say that because, like, every time I tried it, but it's like it just gets so, like you said, like it gets, for me it gets so uncomfortable because people get attached to me, and it's so uncomfortable. It's like, and I feel like they turn into, like, clients, and it's like, no, they're like, no, I'm not being a client. I'm being a friend. You don't even know what a friend is. I'm like, I do know what a friend is because I teach people what friends are. They're like, um, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard for me to, like, I just don't know. Like I, I get, I, I tend to, tend to attract myself to spiritual sisters more, because like, because we know that we like our space, we like to hang out, we like to do things together. We're there for each other, and it's not pressure. It seems like when you have a regular friend, it's a bunch of pressure. It's like having another child. I mean, I might be okay, wrong. Okay, then that's not a friend, Nicole. That's, that's not a friend. And I, I think your spiritual sisters had a are your then. friends. I, I never, yeah, my spiritual sisters are. Like, you're a spiritual sister to me. I just met you, but it seemed like I knew you for a long time. But it's like, like I said, I'm very observant at first. Like, I keep my distance, and I'm observant at first, you know. I see, think where that's can I important. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of any relationship, I think you have to kind of be observant. And um, we have uh, two more callers here. Just I'll get to you one second, 973-632 and 732-485. But did anyone else like to add or comment about, you know, the statement I just made about other women who don't have close friends? Well, I well, think that I um, what Nicole touched on with um, – Sometimes it does come from a person's background, upbringing, the relationship that they have with their mom and their sisters or experiences that they have with their childhood. And some women don't know how to embrace other women as their friend and and give them support and um, lift them up, and whether it be in a spiritual way or a supportive way and with, for a professional career and be happy for them and not be envious of them. So um, some women don't know how to be a friend because they never had a friend. Right. I have experienced experienced that. Or this is Joanne. Or a thing of attention. attention. 
Yeah. Well, can can I ask something? Who's your name? Who's Jillian and Nicole? Oh, Jillian. Yeah. Hi, I'm Nicole. I wanted to say something. Like Hi. sometimes, like I feel like I feel like that I meet these women, right? And I was like, I want to fix you because that's what they come to me for anyway. They want to come to me for healing. So it's like then I'm like, okay, I like her. You know what I mean? Like let, let me fix her. But when it's like once I fix mm-hmm. her, then they start getting all super attached to me, and it's like we can't be friends then. Maybe I'm wrong, but like you guys are older than me, and you guys know more than I know, obviously. So I'm open to wisdom here now because if I'm wrong, I can correct my behavior that's wrong. But I feel like sometimes when they get so attached to me, I just gotta I run. And maybe because I'm an air, like they I have to you as you were there uh, giving them counseling, and and then yes. now you try to change your role and become their friend. You were already in that counseling role, like you said, trying to fix them. So you're considered that healer, that counselor, that person that gives them guidance. So they're always going to come to you when they need help. But when you need to talk or help, they don't know how to give that to you because that's not exactly. the role that you guys started out with. So. You uh, to me, I don't think that you could be friends with your client. Like you, your oh, friends yeah. that you have do not should not be in your circle as your clients. You have to keep the boundaries and keep it professional at all times and not be friends with them. I agree with that. When, I agree with even that. Even when the case is closed, like even when the case is done and they come back, like they seem like they're okay. No, still no. Mm-mm. No. no. No, Nicole. And, no, Nicole, you, you and I are going to have a separate conversation about that at another day. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. Thank coach, you. As a life coach, we're, we're going to talk about that on a separate conversation because no, 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 no. Everyone has a place. No. Um, right. Hold on one second. I have uh, 973-632. 973-632. Are you still here? Okay. 732-485. Are you still here? Yes, I'm here. Your Can name, you me? Shirley? Tanya. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Tanya. Tanya? Tanya! Cortesiano! <laughs> hey there, <laughs> how are you? Tanya, thank you for calling. I met Tanya around the same time that I met Risa when I was in real estate full-time, and Tanya... And her friends go on fabulous vacation. I see the pictures on Facebook. They always look like they have so much fun, and they're always laughing and giggling and being silly. Tanya, yeah. what, what, yeah. how much do you value your female friendships? Because I can tell you have good friends. Well, the one that, we, that I just recently went on vacation with, we've been friends for 40 years. Wow. <sighs> yeah. And so honestly, we are very much alike, and we we can't be around each other too long. Now we met when when I was in. We only honestly only knew each other for a year, but you know back then we wrote letters, we stayed in contact. It's the kind of thing where we can see each other. We may not talk to each other for two or three months. And then when we start talking, we talk to each other for a week, a month, or whatever, and then it just it goes back. It's that kind of thing where I know she's there. I don't need to talk to you every day. I'm not a phone talker. She's not a phone talker. But when we get together, it's just bananas. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we can only do it in a certain amount of time. Like, we spent 10 days together, and around day eight, I was ready to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> But the good part about being friends is you can say that to her. You can say to your exactly. good friend, um, it's time for us to go home. It, it's time for us to get away exactly. from one another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's because a part of being a good friend. Yes, yeah. we're actually going to see each other on Saturday again for another eight days because we're going away together again. But we, we got we got other people around buffering so we don't kill each other. You know, so... <laughs> But, and, you know, I have a lot of, I mean, I have, a, I have a lot of associates. I have a lot of people that I associate with. But, you know, everybody's not my friend. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody. Okay, so this, this, is a good, this is a good segue to ask, how do you consider someone a friend? What makes someone a friend? And I'm going to try to hit everyone. How do you know when someone is friend material? Tanya, I'll start with you first. Okay. Uh, someone that I can hang out with, someone I can call but not have to talk to them every day. 
um, you know, somebody that they don't, and it's not the kind of thing where we have to go shopping together. We don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type of person where I need to be with somebody all the time. Like, we can be friends and talk on the phone and hang out every once in a while, but when I want to go to the store, I'm not going to call you up and say, let's go to the store. So my, my thing is, like, I love you, we see each other, but we don't have to see each other every day. Okay. So those are the now, kind let of me, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. For 862-218, what makes someone a good friend to you? Eight six two two one eight. Okay, I guess they're gone. Dana, you still here? Yes, I'm still here. Um, Can you hear me? Yeah. How? What makes someone a good friend to you? If you just met someone, what qualities are you looking for to determine if someone can be your friend or not? Or are you even looking for um, a new friend? That's another question. Mm. Well, let me answer the last question first. No, <laughs> I'm not looking for any new friends. Um, but I have acquired additional friends, you know, after bonding with my college friends for 30 years. What am I looking for? I constantly find myself comparing my new associates to my friends. Um, like, say, for example, if my associate and I go out, I would think, oh, we would have a little bit more fun if I was with my girls. Um, but how does that associate become my friend? I would just say just building trust, um, having commonalities, things that we may have in common. Um, and like someone just mentioned, you know, we don't have to see each other every day. We do not have to speak to each other every day. But just knowing that we are there for each other and we are building a safe sisterhood that both of us can rely on. That's a good I would agree with um, probably all of those variables and on top of that, I would like to add that I like all of my friends to be somewhat the same. They, the foundation seems to be the same. They seem to be strong, forward-moving women. But each one of my friends has something different about them that connects with all the different aspects of my personality, like someone may like to laugh and act silly, whereas someone else may just be someone that, I, that acts as a confidant more so. But I can get a little bit more sillier with certain friends than I can with others, and then I can be more serious with, you know, certain friends than I can with others, but the foundation is still the same. I trust them. Yes. I trust them. And so um, while I would say that I'm not necessarily looking for new friends, I am open to creating new relationships. Uh, Jillian, are you still here? Yes, I'm here. Since relocating to Hi, North Jillian. Carolina, <laughs> that was Dana. Mm-hmm. Since Hi. relocating to North Carolina, have you met any new friends? Um, I have. Um, actually, I was working you with a young them lady. A friend? Who I... No. <laughs> okay, um, now that's good. Why not? Why isn't she considered a friend yet? Okay. You know me pretty much. I'm that person that I'll sit back and I may not say much in the beginning, and that's only because I'm listening for the things that you're not saying. So you will find there's a lot of people who start talking about their other friendships, um, their families, um, their, their mates or whatever. And I listen to those conversations and I hear how they treat people or the things that they do. Um, this particular young lady that I met at work, um, at first I thought we had a lot in common. She seemed really nice. But as time went on, I saw how she treated her children, um, how she spoke to her mom. Um, she liked to gossip, and I'm not a gossiper. So I, I just removed myself from that because... I've always said I never want anyone to ever think that um, I have started talking about them because I think that's the person she was. She will start off telling you stuff about specific people, but then she'll go to 
the next, that same person, and then she'll start telling them about another individual, and and she'll say, well, you know, such and such said this, but that's not what she told me, you know. So I just listen for all those different things. So I realize that's not a person that I want to have in my life. I don't like turmoil. Um, uh-huh. I just like peace in my life, and I just saw a lot of issues with her. Um, so we couldn't relate on a lot of things. So I just pretty much, you know, uh, just removed myself. But I removed myself in a way that she didn't even realize that I did, you know. And after a while, it was like, oh, I didn't hear from you today. So now pretty much we don't have a conversation at all. I think that uh, those are good points. Um, I think when most of us meet people, we kind kind of feel them out and we kind of, decide if we're going to keep them in our life based upon how they live their own lives. Uh, Risa, are you still here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, what do you think mm-hmm. about what Julian said? Have you ever met someone and thought that they may have been a friend and then seen something later on down the line in their character and just made you say, mm, nah, not a good match? Yeah. Anybody, fact, anybody not just Reese, I'm sorry, but has anybody ever, you know, experienced yeah. that someone who they thought was a good friend? I uh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I I for one had a friend who we had been friends since elementary school and the relationship ended uh approximately eight years ago. Um while unfortunately she was going through a divorce at the time <clears throat> and was calling me like four and five and six times a day saying the same thing over and over again for about a good three months. Now, in the interim, I was preparing for a um, a fundraiser for her daughter who was slated to go to Spain for three weeks to play basketball for Bloomfield College. And um, I spent a lot of money getting the food, buying the invitations, you know, just getting all ready for this and advertising. And a lot of people had committed to coming, you know, for the fundraiser, which was like a dinner just to raise money to help offset the cost of going to Spain, being that our mom was in the midst of going through a divorce and the father wasn't really doing what he was supposed to do as it relates to, you know, financial support for the family. So to make a long story short, she called me the day before the event and told me that there's not going to be an event. After all of this money I spent and all of the mm-hmm. above that I just spoke about. So was that apparently the her mother- your friendship ended? Yes, because her mother got in her ear and told her uh, that, you know, what are you doing begging people for money? They're real ignorant people, to make a long story short. And Okay, so, now, you if know. I could just stop you right there. So when you just said mm-hmm. they're real ignorant people, perhaps very from the very beginning you guys weren't friendship material. Exactly, but it took 40 years to realize that. So that was like a real eye-opener. And besides that, I was dealing with a lot of other things, so what I said to her was that, you know, your daughter is 18 years old and she is my goddaughter. So I'm going to speak to her to see if she wants this event to go on tomorrow after I spent hundreds of dollars, you know, to raise the funds because I know you don't have the money. Or, you know, we'll just scratch it and we could just forget about this whole entire friendship. So and is that her what daughter happened? called you guys me scratched and she it? said, yeah. Yep, Just her daughter the wanted to have the event. No, the daughter wanted to have the event. You came to the event, and I had it, and then I told my friend that after that I no longer wanted anything to do with her again in life because I found out a lot of stuff that she said about me, and I was pretty much her savings and loans for a good 15 years, you know, and well, how I dare you that's do something a- like that to me. I'm sorry, guys, I had to let the dog out. I think that that's a good segue when we speak about friends. You're friends with someone for 25, 30 years, and then out of the blue, someone pulls something that's so out of character that you didn't see coming, and I recently went mm-hmm. through this. But does that mean you were never friends? Because when I rehashed my experience, and Jillian, you know about this, when we started to pick it apart, and realized, you know, certain character traits about someone, I think it was fair to say that 
they were never really a friend. So sometimes I think there's a difference between knowing someone a long time and calling them a friend. Does uh, anyone else have anything to comment about that? Have you ever experienced that? Antoinette, you still here? I'm still here. Um, How about that? Have you ever thought someone was a friend only to find out in your adult years that once you began examining the relationship, like, this person really wasn't friend material? Um, I Yes, because I had a similar, not the same experience, but, like, my godson's mother I'm not friends with anymore. We used to work together at Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and it's funny, uh, another person on the outside always said, I thought you was more of a friend to her than she was to you. And it took um, um, an experience to happen when she lost her husband to for me to realize, like, you know what? I've gone above and beyond for this person, and then it was just that easy for them to distance themselves and keep secrets, and then all of a sudden the son couldn't, uh, my godson couldn't communicate with me without her having knowledge of it. So it was just like, you know what? That's when I started really understanding people coming into your life for a reason or a season, and just let it, had to let it go, <laughs> you know. So I have people, um, even that I've, a friend that I thought was a friend at work, I just thought, like uh, Jillian was saying, when they start saying certain things and they gossip and they're talking about everyone else and their family, so, well, then what are you saying about me when I'm, I'm not around? So I pay attention to those things, too, when I'm in certain circles of people and I, now I communicate with that person, I socialize with, you know, as far as coworkers are concerned, but on the friendship level, sharing personal stuff, talking like girlfriends on the phone, and all that, I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> so do we have an obligation to verbally, like to have a conversation when we want to end a friendship? Because I, I, didn't, I didn't get that. Um, I literally just found I... out that the person moved away and she didn't even tell me she moved and changed her complete life, got engaged, got married. And this is someone, you know, who I grew up with in her house. And just something changed in her life, and she just decided that gave her the courage to just up and leave. So I kind of thought maybe I deserved a conversation, but looking back on it, mm-hmm. I think if we're a little honest with ourselves, maybe mm-hmm. the people who we thought were friends, maybe we were ignoring all the character traits that proved right. they really weren't a friend. Absolutely. So, I agree. Because if you was a friend, then that person would have contacted you. If people make time for, for who they want in their life. So regardless of how busy she was, if she wanted to have a conversation with you, with what was going on in her life, she would have. And once she got settled on her way to the airport, whatever the case may be, uh, you know the group that we have, we're not going to just up, leave, and relocate, and not one of us within that group know and communicate it to the rest of us. Like I within agree. our own group, we have different bonds where we are closer to one than the other because of certain situations that we may have gone through in life, or whatever the case may be. So, if it can be communicated through that way, but if I want you to know that I'm going through something, I will find the time to tell you. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. Has mm-hmm. everyone on the call seen Girls' Night? No, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mm-hmm. have a couple who have. <laughs> All right, that was Nicole. I have. I had no interest in. Yes, it. I have. <laughs> Nicole, you haven't seen it either. I didn't really seem interested in. It. I'm not a really like no. Okay, all right. Well, we already know where you're coming from with your friendship background, Nicole. I didn't get get to even say where I was coming from. You didn't ask me. (laughs) Okay, you said it had no interest to you. I I just thought that people who have genuine good friends like that, because those girls, when we got together, we were picking out, and I was doing this in the movie, that's Colette, that's Dana, that's Antoinette. When we saw those group of girls, I think most people who enjoy the film, you know, immensely kind of figured, like, it reminded them of their friends, like, and they wanted to see it. Like, I, it, and it's across all genres. I, another one of my favorite friendship movies is Steel Magnolias. And, it, and it's a mm-hmm. different, totally kind of atmosphere, but the friendship is still there. And then we go from there to set it off. Another one of my most favorite yeah, friendship uh, movies, yeah. like, just... 
being down for one another and that steel magnolia is being there when there's tragedy in your friend's life. So there's all different kinds of girl group friendship movies. So do do any of those movies ever resonate with you, Nicole? Well, yeah, I was waiting for you to say, Nicole, what's your opinion? And I was going to tell you, but I like I like uh, filming movies, and I like I like uh, set it off. <laughs> I love uh, Why Did I Get Married? I love their relationship. That's the kind of one I seem like I have with my friend. Well, my so I don't know what to call them. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's more like Why Did I, I mean, Get Married? I'm more like the uh, the Janet Jackson of the tribe. That's me, more like her. Like everything's oh, a secret okay. to me. Okay. Okay. Beat it out of me <laughs> to find out what's going on in my life. Uh. It's like I have to fix everybody, but it's like when it's time to fix me, then everybody's like, oh, you know, it's it's weird. It just get real weird and murky, and I just kind of, like, get all flighty, and, like, I'll call you back tomorrow, you know, and call back, like, ten weeks later. So. <laughs> I okay, wow. Think, all right, then. To, to, yeah. To, yeah, to yeah we're going to talk about Listen, listen, listen. If I'm not honest with y'all, how can I ever get help for whatever the problem is, you know, because I don't have the answer Oh, I appreciate I'm... your honesty. I love it. I really do love it. I really do love it. Um, I, I want to make a change. I want different from my life. I'm only 34 years old, so I want different, you know, so this is why I decided to call and say maybe I might learn something. I want. I do want different. I want to have a different kind of relationship with sisters besides, you know. I want to have more personal But it sounds as if you them. already do, Nicole. You said you had, like, mean, spiritual sisters. Yeah, but I think it's more personal for them than it is for me. I'm, that probably sounds so wrong. I didn't mean it to sound like that. I hope nobody's listening. <laughs> I didn't. I'm, okay, it doesn't. It doesn't sound wrong at all. It, it sounds like you're more like an, of a doing more nurturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I feel like nobody can nurture me. And it's just so And this is Jillian. I'm sorry. And I'm listening to you. And it, I think it's because, like she said, you're nurturing. You you're a fixer. So most of the times, people who are fixers don't share whatever they're going through with the people that they're trying to fix. So how is someone to know that you're having issues or, you know, you have trouble? Because now I think a lot of people will be looking at you like, oh, her life (laughs) is going great. Everything is okay with her. So then when you do say, well, I'm having this problem, now everybody's like, you are like, wow, you know, so they don't know what to say because they've oh. never seen that vulnerable side of you. Well, it, it hurts, though. Honestly, that hurts, and this is why I pull away because I'm like, well, damn, when I was going through hell, like, I'm, I go, I'm going through it now, but I don't talk about it, but my whole thing is like, y'all know what I'm going through, and they think that I'm going to be okay because I fixed them, and that's not the case, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I don't even sleep because I'm up all night trying to figure out, you know, how to deal with certain situations on my own because I don't have anyone I can vibe to or besides, like, my ancestors or whatever. I don't have anyone I can open up to because they don't understand. You know, they just say the same old stuff. Oh, just be strong. I'm like, nah, that whole strong black woman thing is not a badge for me. I'd rather have somebody to be vulnerable with, but it's, like, it's so hard to... I don't know. Sorry. Hmm. I'm sorry. Who was calling me? It's Rita. I don't know. Yeah. I just need to say something about this. I, I'll be 60 years old next year. That is how I was as well. You're going around. You're taking care of other people's problems. You're fixing it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know why you do that is because it's easier for you to ignore your problems because ah. you feel like your problems are insurmountable. Yep, exactly. And they can't be yeah. fixed. So in the interim, you're going to fix everybody else, and that's really going to keep you away from fixing your own problems. You're seeking out people to fix. I was going to say that. I was going to say you don't want to work on yourself. Not to, and even yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. I can't agree. You, Only partly. I can agree. You, I was just I, going I, to I've been like, there, and I know seeking out these lopsided relationships where there's no reciprocity uh-huh. is not a friend, uh-huh. and it's not doing uh-huh. you any good. Oh, and Nicole, I, I was going to bring that up to you. I was going to say energetically. You may be attracting women who are more needy mm-hmm. than you because you mm-hmm. already have in your subconscious that, oh, I'm just going to keep it to myself. I don't want to talk to anybody. Let me just work on everybody else. And I think energetically you're attracting the very kind of pe- – you're attracting those kind of friends. And if you had someone in your circle that was a real friend, 
they would be able to pick up on your energy, something's wrong. I know they when do. something's wrong with they one do. of my friends. Okay, so can I share? and ladies, come in here. Let's help Nicole here for a moment. So I'm gonna share y'all real quick. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna just share something real quick. So okay. I think it was last weekend. I, my girlfriend from I call her my sister now, so that's why I don't handle friends. I call her my sister, but like me and her, like on and off, on and off, like you said, like years, and sometimes we see, sometimes we don't. So she came here. I haven't seen her in a year. She came to my new house, and as soon as she came in, she's like, she switched my furniture around because I got furniture delivered, and I haven't bought furniture since my divorce. So my children was like, we didn't know that we need furniture, mom. What the hell? So I'm like, okay, fine, we'll buy a couch set because it would drive me crazy. So I bought a couch set, but I just left it in the same spot. Like it'd been here for a month, and then the, the, people dropped it off, and I never designed the house nothing. I'm an artist, so she came in, switched the house around, put the carpet in the middle of the floor, started picking up all my herbs and stuff from around the corners of the house. I'm like, don't sweep that. That's herbs. She's like, something's wrong with you. She said you won't look me in the eye. Said your house is a mess. I was like, it's not really a mess, but I think she has OCD or something because I'm an artist. You just gotta remember how artists live and how regular people live. It's completely different. So, <laughs> um, but she she knew something was wrong. But it was like to me, I feel like the connection with us is broken. Like, but I, I don't Why? want to tell her because I want her to feel it. Because it just Why? is. It just, I just, because I feel like that we were so close and there's so many things that we still are close on, but I feel like she broke my trust in a way. She's telling me she didn't break my trust. Because one of our mutual friends I'm not friends with anymore, she told me that we're going to fix that because she still wants to be friends with me. I'm like, yeah, but I'm 34. I'm not 12. It doesn't work like that. You know, when you hurt somebody like that, it just don't, you don't just go back to being friends. That's not how it works. Okay. Uh, I, and in my introduction, I... I kind I thought I kind of explained a little bit what happened between Jillian and I, and even though we were super close and our moms were cool and hanging out, we still lost touch for like a period of years. But when she reached out to me when something happened in my life, I did not close the door for that because but she left me at the worst time of my life. My ex husband had kidnapped my children. I don't know whether they dead or alive or nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I could never forgive her for that. It's just, it's never gonna Maybe be, it's she never just didn't know how to help you, Nicole. Do you ever think maybe, maybe she didn't know how to help you? Because I, I, you're the fixer, like Jillian and Risa said, you're the fixer. I, I wasn't then. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was suicidal. Uh, no, 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 sis. Listen to me. Listen to me. Even, <laughs> even before we get certified to be a life coach. Somewhere in our mm-hmm. personality, we've always been coaching. Trust and believe. Oh, so yeah, you did I not been. just okay. become a fixer when you got certified. Somewhere in your personality, you were always the person that was helping someone, nurturing someone. I, it, it's always there. It's always been there. Just because you went to a school and got some letters behind your name didn't just make it so. I guarantee you were always like that. I just felt like she always took advantage of me anyway. My mom said she was a bully my whole life, and I just finally saw it at that time. Because, like, you picked the worst time of my life to, to be – you did, you picked the worst time to be a, the same abuser that I'm trying to get away from. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. So it was like – Then, you know, in that case, she, maybe she wasn't a friend. Work. She wasn't. I just like I feel like you you just as bad as my husband. I'm escaping from him. You know what I mean? And you tell me to come here for comfort, and you treat me the same way he was treating me. It's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I had okay, no Okay, then she wasn't your friend. Does no. anyone else have like that. any commentary about what Nicole just explained? Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for sharing. I always feel guilty about it, but it's like thank you for the Ugh. No, I, I had a I had a situation where I got a divorce and my cousin married the best man of my husband. And when we got a divorce, you know, she became a what they call a Switzerland friend where she was just totally like neutral. And mm-hmm. really pretty much cut me out of her life. And what? she tried to come back years later. I'm talking about 34 years later, but it's too late for all of that. So I understand. You know, well, I let really me ask you this. I want to ask everyone this. Mm-hmm. Can you be a Switzerland friend? If you have two friends that don't get along, can you still be friends with both people? Yes. I can. Oh, yeah. I, I, can. I can. I think so. Yeah. I can, but the dynamic of the friendship is going to change. Because not, we're not going to be able to talk about it anyway because I don't do that. So, Some people believe if you're a friend to my enemy, you're not a friend to me. So, exactly. if, you know, how much That's of a friend is that? You know, that means that oh. you demand all of your friend's time and emotion that you don't believe your friend has enough to, for two. But I can say, if I, the person who I'm no longer friends with, if any one of my friends created and still kept a friendship with her, I would feel some kind of way. 
because but I, I think that there's is a threshold there. that you can cross that really, like, oh, hell no. If you my friend, after she did this, ain't no way in the world you should be talking to her. Like, and, I, and I've been in that position. So but maybe it's a fine line. That's so ch- I, don't, I don't know. I talk about that all the time on my blog about how sisters do that. It's like you can't force somebody else to see your perspective their way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just because somebody doesn't see you is because just because you're my girlfriend, yes, I trust you. Yes, I would not call you a liar, but that's what happened to you. It didn't happen to me. I have to see it for myself. I have to observe this person before I decide, oh, she's a bad person. Oh, I can't be friends with her. I mean, I won't be friends with her, but I will still talk to her. I won't ever disrespect you, though. Like, if you're around, I won't even probably look at her. But other than that, I mean, I just think that's a little far-fetched to say that someone can't be someone else's friend. Okay, anybody else want to weigh in on that? I disagree with that only because if we are all mature women and we have uh, built, I built a friendship with that woman and you built a friendship with that same woman, and you two had a falling out, just say like within our group. It's me, you, Dana, and say Lisa or something. And the two of you and Lisa had a falling out. That's between the two of you. So you're saying because of that incident that happened, now I'm no longer supposed to speak to her because the way it affected you. But that's your no. I think it depends on. I think it depends on the violation. I think it depends on the type of violation. Of of Mm -hmm. course, if you guys have your little squabbles, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna unfriend someone. But if let's say, and this is so hypothetical, if I found out you slept with Lisa's husband, you and mm-hmm. I aren't friends anymore. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it right. depends, I think, on the type of violation. Does anybody right. agree or how, disagree how with that? How egregious it is, how egregious it is um, as it relates to morality and your value system. Exactly. Right. It's, a, think it's, it's a morality on thing. on the person, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one person oh. in the group may say, may still be like, oh, well, you know what? I don't agree with it, but I forgive her for what she did, and I can still be her friend. Just because everyone else doesn't doesn't mean I have to follow suit and say I'm going to cut her off too because then you're telling me how I should feel and think, and I disagree with that. Right, that's me. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Because, yeah, but is it minor infractions? With minor infractions, you just pretty much compartmentalize your friends. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to just, you know, forget about them and go Switzerland. Right. You know, you could, you know, you can carpent, you can compartmentalize if if it's minor, I think. Right. But if you have a yeah. circle of friends and, like you said, some type of incident happens, the whole, it does have an effect on the whole group now as French, as on the friendship. But mm-hmm. they may decide to stay neutral because they may not agree with you and the way you handled the situation or they may not agree with her and what she did. But the two of you as adults was decided to handle it however you chose to do it. And yeah. you know, and decide to stay neutral. <laughs> like so right. if you decide right. that I'm cutting this person off and I no longer want to talk to them, I may disagree with that because I may not like the way you handled Communicated the whole situation. Maybe it could have been handled differently. Right. right. Isn't that the def- isn't that the definition of a true friend? Respecting their decisions and understanding their decisions, and realizing that they will do nothing purposely to harm you. So I think you right. have to trust your friend with their decision making process. You know, right. even right. if they decide to remain friends with that other person. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like you made your decision to cut the friendship off, but that doesn't mean that I should have to. It's like as right. I'm making an adult decision that I still choose to communicate. Person, they could have did something horrible, but I may see the goodness in that person and say, "Let me forgive them and pray with them, or whatever the case may be, and move on from it." And you may not be at that point in your life where you can do that. I think it depends on the stage that the person is in their life, too, and it could be spiritually. It could be a whole lot of things that can have an impact on how they decide whether or not they still want to be friends with that person that you chose to cut off. Right. Okay, let me ask this next question. Do you believe every woman should have a best friend? No. No. 
Who said no? Nicole? Me. Of course. <laughs> no. Okay, Nicole, do you have us on speaker? We're getting a really bad echo. Are we on speaker? Yeah. Okay, can you take us off speaker? Um, anyone else says no? They they, they believe a woman can get no. life without a good friend? I say no only because, like, I my mother does, never really had girlfriends. And she's an only child, and she had her family and, you know, my dad and her, her uh, few cousins and stuff. We don't come from a big family. She had us. But every now and then she had, you know, a girlfriend that she would go out with, and she has a friend now that she talks back and forth to, back back and forth with, and a few cousins down south. But me, on the, I'm the opposite. I have like a different groups of friendships from college, from growing up, from kids, from uh, when I was kids, from working at Blue Cross, whatever. But my mom doesn't have that type of girlfriend relationship. With uh, she doesn't have a best friend. <laughs> I I would say, you know, speaking from my own experience, you know, having been married for um, 20 years and the things, you know, having been been married for 20 years and ups and downs, and I often think, thank God I have my friends because they are my Mm -hmm. outlet, they are my rock, um, they are people that I feel comfortable with talking to, knowing that they will not judge me. You know, if I just want them to listen, they'll listen. And if Mm -hmm. I ask them for their advice, I truly believe that they'll give me their honest advice. And I often feel sorry for women, and maybe I shouldn't, but I feel sorry for women who has never, ever had that opportunity to create such a strong bond with their sister, their friends, or any other person for that matter, because it's just so healthy to have that outlet in your life Mm-hmm. And again, mm-hmm. making sure that that person will not judge you, but they will support mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I I don't. I couldn't imagine my life without friends, and that's why I said when I came out of the movie, I actually was tearing up a little bit. And strangely enough, I, I walk out of the movie, and two women are sitting down, and they're taking selfies of one another, and they were older than me. So I offered to take the picture for them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, thank you." And then. One of the ladies said, number three is in the inside. So I could already tell because of the type of friendship <laughs> that I have mm-hmm. that the three of them were tight because she called her number three or the other one. And when they took the picture and I gave them the camera and I walked away, they were giggling and they were going, look at you, look at you. like, And it just, I couldn't imagine my life without that. Like, I, I really couldn't. I could tell that they were friends for years and they were on their way to see girlfriends. And it right. was just hearing their conversation, just listening right. to them laugh at one another, look at the picture, and I could not imagine my life without friends. And so I, I honestly, I agree with Dana. I actually feel sorry for women who don't have that experience. You know, so I, I wanted to... uh Thank each and every one of you for calling in because you are a good friend, and that's why you called to help support me, and I appreciate that, and that's what friends do. And even when you're pissed off at one of them or two of them or three of them, it just always Mm -hmm. comes back full circle because the bottom line is you love one another and you respect each other, and you just can't imagine your life without them. And, you know, I love my friends, and I I found a a really good friendship quote, and it's by Simon Sinek, and it's, the strong bond of friendship is not always a balanced equation. Friendship is not always about giving and taking an equal shares. Instead, friendship is grounded in a feeling that you know exactly who will be there for you when you need something, no matter what. So, you know, that's what friendship means to me, and, um, As we wind down this call, I just want to say thank you to everyone for participating in this call. And I I love you all, and I thought this was a great show. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, love you, too. Love love you, you Dana. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Love you. You too. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.